Hey there, this is John, and I want to take a quick minute to let you guys know about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. You don't even have to do anything. Your podcast will be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more listening platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now back to the show. You are now entering on bar audio hello and welcome to another episode of on bar audio i'm your host tim farley and next to me is my trusty companion john kearns what's up everybody today is episode two of why you should be watching and this month we are highlighting japanese pro wrestling extraordinaire Dragon Gate. Um, yes, yes. For this episode, we have none other than Luke, who runs Open the Fan Gate, which is all about Dragon Gate wrestling. Luke is all the way from Ireland. Luke, thank you for being here with us. No problem. That's... So, <clears throat> I know that you are also a big Japanese wrestling fan, um, yeah. but you also uh, have this site specifically for Dragon Gate. What to you uh, puts sets Dragon Gate apart from the other Puro uh, promotions? Well, its primary focus is on. Um what we call the dragon system or the dragon system style of wrestling that um, the ultimate dragon team students learned in Mexico in Toriumon. Um, the, the dragon system is a kind of a mixture of the fusion of styles that dragon learned when he was wrestling. You know, he, he debuted in Japan learning strong style. Um, and then he went to Mexico in CMLL, I think, and he became Ultimo Dragon there. So he learned Lucha Libre and that high-flying kind of style. And then he later went to WCW, and, you know, you have that kind of... I, I won't know too much about WCW, but the Southern, the wrestling, the kind of <laughs> entertainment aspect of it. Um, so he, he, he kind of, it's a fusion of all those kind of styles. Um, so in modern Dragon Gate, you'd see stuff that won't be a miss in Lucha, like Sean uh, Skywalker flying around the ring in his kind of younger days. Uh, you'd see that now, that last area. Um, you know, you'd still see like strong kicks and strikes from like Mochizuki, uh, Kazuke Okuda. Kaito Achida, you know, there's, there's prolific strikers and um, BB Hulk as well. Um, 
is a, a good striker a lot more methodical, you know? Um, and then there's the entertainment aspect of it. It's, it's largely uh, from the kind of story, the unitary kind of battles that they have, you know? Most people are in units. And that's the battleground, and that's the story, the rivalry they have. But then there's the comedy aspect, entertainment, you know, you get with, um, like, uh, Team B Baku, with Ryu Saito and Baku. Demo and punch. Um, and then there's uh, also from borrowing from Mexico the um, the, the Lucha idea, de Apustas. Yeah, uh, like with, yeah. with Yosuke Santa Maria. Oh, that's the Exoticos. Yeah, the Exoticos. <clears throat> it's a bit different in Santa Maria. It's um, I think in Exoticos they they treat them as men dressed as women right i think i could be wrong on that i'm not well versed in mexican lucha libre what i know of right. mexican spoilers from dragon gate to be honest and that's all um but in dragon gate lore santa maria is generally treated as a legitimate female so she's referred to as a she and she's treated as a female <laughs> Um, the, even the, though the opposing they, wrestlers they, don't really feel that way, though. <laughs> no, they do not. Um, this is kind of—I like, guess what they're kind of doing to Kondo at the moment, where is a bit of hazing. But generally, she has been referred to as a storyline. She, um, but yeah, I, I, to be honest, I—I—I'm I, not sure, but that's what I perceive it as when yeah. I kind of to the gimmick um there was another comedic wrestler i haven't seen them this year or in the past year or so but uh the the real skinny dude in the uh, unitard, yeah with the, yeah. yeah that Stalker. dude used to creep me out Stalker is now kono mama ichikawa um, he lost his mask to Marafuji at Final Gate in 2019. I think it was 2019, maybe. Um, and then this, the, the, he got renamed by Dragon, so it must have been like 2020 after reunion show. Yeah, that that sounds right. Um, but uh, yeah, he he's kind of a Tokyo Court Hall or a bigger show kind of kind of is when he kind of gets brought out or his uh, his if you will. Um, he does show up a lot in Kobe in the Battle Royals though. So, but not not right. on every show. He, he's I I don't want to say he's what age he is, but I would guess he's nearing the 50s now at this stage. And, um, I think he's, you know, he's been taking horrific bumps for comedy for quite a while now where, you know, <laughs> he goes off the top rope and everyone just walks away. Right. That's got to hurt his little knees, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, he's still around. Um, so, uh, this... This all started whenever uh, Ultima Dragon left Toriyamon, and he started Toriyamon Japan, 
and later <clears throat> renamed it Dragon Gate. Um, the first inaugural champion of Dragon Gate was Shima. And yeah. Shima played a very strong role throughout Dragon Gate's history, did he not? He did, yeah. Um, I, I think he holds the record still for longest reign and the most successful defenses. I remember he has this, this photo of him when he's uh, defending against Akira Tozawa. And he's got like 13 or 15 dream keys already on that the plate that goes along the dream gate. Right. Um, and he, he was one, uh, a pivotal figure in touring on Japan um, and much of, you know, Dragon Gate's modern history as well, up until, you know, the kind of strong heart stuff. He would have still been active in the twin gate picture and the triangle gate picture yeah yeah so you um, talked a little bit <clears throat> you you talked a little bit about the 13 dream keys so for yeah. people that don't know uh let's go into a little bit about what that means and what the dream gate actually is uh, the dream gate is the primary title in dragon gate um it's the top um championship and um, the original design used to have this kind of lock that you could open and put your name into. And underneath this kind of device, it had a kind of rail. And after every defense, you add a key to it, which is commonly referred to as the dream key. Yeah. So challengers yeah. through the dream gate would get given a key. Yeah. And when, if they win, they can open the dream gate. If they lose, the, the winner adds it to his title, his collection, uh, I guess. Um, yeah. And when I was first getting into Dragon Gate, that was one of the things that really intrigued me, was this whole, like, uh, like s sort of ceremonial aspect to winning a title there. It's yeah. Even, it's um, even kind of akin to, like, when you watch... <clears throat> <clears throat> like an anime or like a uh, even like uh, you know those crime shows where they have a villain who has a kill count and they ha they like make yeah. a scar of themselves and everything yeah uh, like uh, like uh, uh, Zaz <coughs> in uh, DC Comics yeah I, I, I think that's really cool yeah uh, I think that dream gate reign ended at about 15 successful defenses and all the dream keys they looked like trophies from victims to be honest yeah like, yeah was, right it, it was you know like it, it, i don't think that will ever be broken <laughs> like and um, we saw chima play a really big role in the beginnings of aew as well so let's uh, dive a little. Well, what ha what happened was, yeah, he took over as president uh, of Dragon Gate, and then like a year later, he decided to start his own promotion called OWE. And yeah, then him, T Hawk, L Lindemann, and another guy that I can't think of the name. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. They left. OWE was working with Dragon Gate uh, around the time Okamura was in the process of stepping down, and um, Kido and Yoshino and some of the other guys stayed as part of Dragon Gate Entertainment or something like that. Um, so it was kind of like a, a secondary split in a way, even though they don't call it that. Like those last went to OWE, and the rest stayed in Dragon Gate. Um, the um, like the, the whole reason like people like Taru and them came back in the kind of the Toriyaman celebration of the twentieth anniversary of um, Dragon Gate. Uh, was because of, you know, Okamura and Shima not being around and politicking and all that that you get in wrestling. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> so there, there's a lot of stuff we probably don't know about that, that uh, OWE, Dragon Gate split. Um, yeah. But um, what what I was getting at, was for people that are still like, ah, I don't know about this Dragon Gate thing. I don't know about that. But let's dive a little bit into some like notable alumni that have been there. So we've got Chima, we've got Kenta, no. obviously. No, uh, no, not 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 Kenta. Pack, um, Pack. We've got Akira Tozawa. You mentioned um, Ricochet. Ricochet. Tell you somebody who's. Uh, making big waves right now in New Japan Pro Wrestling, Shingo Takagi yeah. was one of the big people there. Yeah. <clears throat> I think he's tied with Yamato as, and Yoshino as the most brains they have for. Um, yeah. So, like, he, he was, like, he was the main kind of, the big man, the and a villain for quite a while. Yeah, uh, he was a face as well, but he was one of the top kind of agonists in uh, the promotion, like Berserk and Antias. I think his last reign was with Berserk when he was the Dreamgate last, and you know he was the guy for quite a while. Uh, for me, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. He's the guy for me right now. <laughs> I mean, for yeah. sure. And he's he's actually the one that got me into Dragon Gate because mm-hmm. uh, when I uh, when I was in high school, I I stopped watching wrestling, and then I got back into it after high school, and uh, uh, I started going online and and looking up the type of wrestling that I liked, and it was it was Ring of Honor, and then. It, I found Dragon Gate USA, and I saw Brian Danielson against Shingo, and yeah, I lost yeah. I lost my mind. And I saw Davy Richards against Naruki Doi, and I lost my mind again. And then I was on the WWN website doing their like th- three or five DVDs for this, however much money, mm-hmm. and I started seeing all these faces that I I know like John Moxley and. Rest in peace, Brody Lee. Uh, yeah, uh, Young Bucks. Uh, like we said, Pac, Ricochet, 
Uh, Sabu even showed up a little bit. Um, but yeah, um, I know that Matt Seidel was also in Dragon Gate, not just yeah. Dragon Gate US. He was a Brave Gate champion at one point. Um, yeah. But even if we go back to modern day in AEW with Matt and Mike Seidel, I was watching, I think it was Dark Elevation, and they were in the tag team match, and their finish is a double lightning spiral. The yeah. light, the lightning spiral is one of Yoshino's moves. Yeah. But like that, that's, you know, Dragon Gate is, you know, a lot of those kind of indie stars from like the Nahis and the Tens, they would have been watching Torimon and Dragon Gate. Know, looking at the innovation of their moves and you know that kind of early PWG ROH and all and, and the, the big American Indies, a lot of them would look at Dragon Gate and Toriumon heavily. Um, yeah, Jack yeah, Evans is another one who worked for yeah, Dragon Jack Gate. Evans. Who? Um, Jack Evans. Oh, okay, yes. <clears throat> he, that and, makes um, sense. Even his partner and Helico, his his match with Phoenix on last week's Dynamite, you could see him locking and picking limbs, and that was a heavy aspect of um, Tori Toriumon 2000 project, the the have style, the lock style, um, that those guys came back from Mexico with. Um, so like you, you like. I, I, I'd be watching something and I'm like, that's Dragon Gate, that's Toriyama. Uh -huh. Um it's Yeah, like, I, I pick out I pick out stuff like that too. With all kinds um, of promotions, like I know what you're talking about. Um like DDT's um what's his first name? Pirata. He's he's done so many uh kinda Parodies of like Magnum Tokyo and other uh, Dragon Gate guys. Uh, Milano Collection AT is kind of what he kind of looks like at the moment, in a way. Uh, but he does the Magnum Tokyo dance. Right. Um, you, you see Dragon System stuff everywhere, for me anyway. It's probably because I watch it the most, I see it kind of everywhere. Um, <laughs> So like, <clears throat> we talked about a, we touched on Ricochet and Pac a little bit, but Ricochet, uh, aside, aside from maybe PWG, I would say Dragon Gate was really where he made a name for himself. Correct? Yeah. Um, he's pretty much uh, a Grand Slam champion in terms of titles. Um, he's won the Dream Gate, the Twin Gate, the Brave Gate, the Triangle Gate. And he's won both of the uh, DJ USA titles, I think. But he's got to open the United Gate and open the Freedom Gate as well. I could be wrong on that, but not well as well versed as at USA uh, promotion as I am with Japanese. Right. He, like, in terms of Gaijin, it's probably... Ricochet and then Park. Um, in terms of um, who's done the most. 
That's not an A with the dragon guy. No, you said Triangle Gate. That's obviously a trio's title. Twin yeah. Gate, that's the tag team title. Dream Gate, we spoke of. That's the main title. Open the Brave Gate. Um, do we view this as the secondary title? Do we view this as the strong guy title? Do we view this as the cruiserweight title? I've always kind of been confused as to what the criteria d that defined the Brave Gate Championship. Uh, the Brave Gate was initially like the the lighter guys. I think it's um without googling. Um, I think it's 84 kg is the weight limit, or it was. Or it's something close to that. It's like a light, lighter guy. Uh, so like a cruiserweight weight. title. Yeah, um, and again, it kind of has an in interesting makeup. It has eight different plates that make up the central plate. And... The original tournament it was an eight-man tournament and they all got one piece of the plate hmm. and they would collect the other pieces as they won more matches and they progressed and then that made up the title that's, but, that's um, awesome yeah um it, it's still part of the design i don't know if it's the original eight pieces um but it's still kind of visible oh, yeah. See, that oh out. yeah, that's really cool. That's rad. We're looking I at did, a yeah, picture. I, of I, it I just right brought now. up a picture. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was. It's kind of weight limiting, but I think it has been defended against heavier wrestlers in the past. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it, it is more known for kind of the high flying or the faster kind of stuff. Well, that... but in the last few uh, reigns with. Kaito Ishida and Kazuke Okuda, it's much more um, striking orientated than anything else. Yeah, I was just going to say that that uh, amazing match we saw, um, I think, I want to say it was Kobe World, but I'm not sure. Okuda they had two and very close together. Okuda and Ishida, man, that, that was some rad, rad shit um yeah um so yeah that Pac Pac uh started in Dragon Gate uh and then he made his way to the states and PWG and places like that and then after his WWE release he waited out the time and instead of signing right to another big US promotion his yeah. his his heart uh, was with Dragon Gate because Dragon Gate put him on the map. Um, what transpired when he came back? What what was what was going on, and what what did he set forth? Really, what was going on in that time was it was more or less just after. Um, no WWE split. Um, no talent left. Like, cars that were being pushed, etc. All that left. And 
Bashino became champion after winning King of Gale, I believe, and then defeating Mochizuki a few days later. So y Yoshino kind of held the reins for a while, kept the ship steady, if you, in a way, and then Shingo Takagi was on the way out. Uh, and he um, was leading... Uh... He gave E. Antias. And he gave Ata the reins to do whatever he wanted with Antias, basically. And that became red on the 24th of September. Um, that was in 18, I'm going to say. And um, if, it was the, the surprise appearance there was uh, Kazuma Sakamoto. But then the Cork and Hall, preceding that big uh, Danger Skate show, or I think it was Danger Skate, was Eita and X versus Shingo Takagi and um, BB Hulk. And X was pop, and they attacked Shingo Takagi on his farewell kind of working. And he came back and he was like, I am not. The, the park you remember by you know full on bastard park and I'm not the I'm not the same right. guy Yoshino toy like I I'm coming I for you. I actually remember but, that promo. Yeah, it was kind of it uh, was the first time. Moment. It it was like one of the first times that we got that version of Park where he starts what he says, which is I I I, and he'll just point yeah. at somebody. And just verbally eviscerate them. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he barely say any Japanese, but he got what he wanted to say across. I don't even right. think he said Japanese in that promo. But uh, he knew what he meant. He was coming for Yoshino and the Dream Gate. I think uh, Yoshino got in another few uh, defenses. And then there was Pocket. The, the first Corbin Hall of December that year, and then Pac took the title, and that kind of it elevated Dragon Gate internationally again in a way of recognition, like um, Dragon Gate just got the network that May, April, and then Pac becoming a champion helped you know, attract more Western noise again to the product. Um, so Yoshino did his job of steadying the ship and then Park kind of put it out there again. Um, and now we're kind of... And, and uh, so so Park uh, came back, held the title for a year, and then he, he, he departed. It wasn't even a year. It was uh, Kobe World the, the next July where he lost it. He wasn't even a year with Dragon Gate after his turn. Oh. Um, sadly. Um, I think his reign was only five, six months, if even. It was December to July. Um, and what happened was we start seeing Dragon Gate put the faith in the younger guys. Uh, Red had betrayed, or ousted, I guess it was a betrayal, Benke. Yeah. And then uh, at um, Dead or Alive, I think, was it? It was 2019, yeah. And then 
he went through King of Gay undefeated, won the tournament, then he went on to Kobe World to face Park and beat Park. That was the last we saw of Park in Dragon Gate. For now, I hope. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of things happening in the world of pro wrestling outside of the WWE bubble that would make me think that a- anything is possible right now. So, so you saying for yeah, now, for we're Pog, seeing, uh, you know, we're that, seeing forbidden doors, as it were, getting kicked down and unlocked. Uh, yeah. Andrade yeah. just got his release today. Yeah. Yes. Very, so very you never know excited. where. Hoping for hoping for New Japan or CMLL for him. I'm. I don't care. I, I like. Yeah. I hope he go. Like a lot of people are saying, ROH to that join, makes you happy to join the Governables, but he should. He can go anywhere and, and do great and show up in other places. Exactly. But I need at are some point open. all of the Governables. To be in one place. And yep. that's probably whenever they're able to do another War of the Worlds. Yeah. For ROH. Speaking of ROH. ROH played a big hand in Dragon Gate's uh, Western exposure as well. Didn't they? Yeah. Well, the first Dragon Gate uh, match I saw was... Um, wasn't on a Dragon Gate show, but it was Do Fixer versus Blood Generation from um, Supercard of Honor 2006. That was my first exposure of Dragon Gate. And that's one um, of uh, the only Western five-star matches that Meltzer has rated. Yeah. Not that it, not um, that, that matters. I mean, if it matters to you, I, it I matters... Don't. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I think Ring of Honor have you know a lot of five star matches in their history. Um, so it's all personal opinion, like yeah. Well, well, you know, reviewing and stuff like that—that's cool. I do it because I'm passionate about what I do. But same. Well, it's it's all about getting people to look at something and make up their own minds about it. Right. You know, uh, I, I, if he could write something five star matches, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> not for me. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's he writes point. something five stars, then I'll probably check it out, but I'm not going to go into it thinking, okay, this yeah. is already great. I, I'm going to go into it thinking for myself. Yeah. Yeah. You can use it as an indicator. That's, you know, that's how I found a lot of Dragon Gate stuff in my early. Uh, or just Japanese pro wrestling stuff in my early kind of fandom was, you know, looking at ratings and all that and seeing what what's good, and then I formed my own kind of opinions after watching it and what I, what I liked. You know, it's a good indication, but like you, I'll always go in with your own kind of, oh, well, go in with a clean slate, if, if you will, you know. Yeah. Uh, make your own, up your own mind. Right. So, um, we talked about Yoshino. Uh, Yoshino is coming up on retirement, correct? Yeah. Uh, I'm not ready. <laughs> Neither am I. Mm-mm. Because I'm not ready. Because I, 
when I started paying attention to Dragon Gate, I would say the guys that were like the main event scene were Doi, uh, Shingo was kind of flirting with it at the time, Yoshino, Yamato, like those four guys, I'd say, uh, you know, um, you could say Shima as much as you want to, but like those four guys to me were kind of like, maybe not the foundation for Dragon Gate, but they were like the the second layer. In a, to borrow a term from all Japan, they were kind of like the four pillars of Dragon Gate in this kind of early era, right. if you will. Right. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. It's the foundation upon which modern Dragon Gate was built on. Um, and Yoshino uh, has been called like the fastest wrestler alive or something like that. Uh, um. In his early years, just watching him go off the ropes, it's you know, you know, it's in his team song "Lightning" in the jungle. Like he's just so quick, you know, he's so you know effortless. Um, like uh, go watch poor Iman Tells in Japan on Dragon Gate Network and see, you know, baby Yoshina move. <laughs> you know, it's joy like. Uh, and, you know, they're so technically gifted as well. So, um, before we get into current day stuff, uh, let's talk about some notable feuds and, like, uh, recommended matches for... Or, we'll save recommended matches for the end. What are some notable feuds that really, uh, 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 you know, Dragon Gate is known for? Um, in my mind, f from the little I know of the history, uh, Mochizuki and Shingo, correct? Yeah, Dave has a bit of a, a rivalry. Uh, for me, it was, uh, I, again, I'm going back to Toriumon because everything goes back to Toriumon for me. Um, but Darkness, uh, Darkness Dragon and Dragon Kids. Um, they had a mask v mask match at um, at Tori One Japan, uh, Tori One Two Thousand Project show, and uh, that's probably one of my favorite matches in Dragon System history. Um, it's on the network. Um, it's it's you know if you it's just you know a brutal match for them at the time, and with you know. Mask versus, versus mask is a uh, just adds another layer of drama to to a match, right? Um, you know, because in Dragon Gate, like you know, masks are kind of they're they're sacred, you know. Yeah, they're it's another borrowed aspect from from uh, yeah, Lucian. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I don't want to kind of shake on New Japan, but. Desperado kind of just takes off his mask when and if he wants, you know. Well, I mean that doesn't. Desperado did it in that match against Hiromu because there was a long story 
that had been drawn out between the two. And Hiromu had spoken whenever he came back to the New Japan after excursion, saying, I know who you are. And uh, Desperado would look at Hiromu as uh, kind of an admiration of where he had gotten and also in anger because of where Desperado had not gotten. And the whole unmasking and realizing that these guys had a big bond before uh, um, in in the dojo days, in their dojo days, was was a big deal. Uh, but the fact that he put the mask back on after that match was kind of weird. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Once you unmask, you unmask. You know, once you've lost your mask, you've lost your mask. You but know? the other idea here is he's part of Suzuki. Oh, I love his mask. He's it's part cool. of Suzuki yeah. Gun. And Suzuki yeah. Gun members do whatever the hell they want. They don't care about tradition or this or that. They, they'll do whatever they please. Yeah, but think about it from my Dragon Gate fan perspective. <laughs> right. Where the mask is, you know, holy in a way. Um, even you know, heels kind of protect their masks in Dragon Gate. You know, um, well, across the world. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, that Dragon Kid versus Darkness Dragon, I think it was 2002, something like that. It was a, a dual show between Tori Man Japan and Tori Man 2000 Project. Um, I'll give you guys a, a list of stuff for the post, whatever, um, with the correct dates and stuff. Um, there, um, as well, on Tori Japan, you saw the kind of the four-way six-man battles. A lot of them are, you know, quality, you know, the early kind of foundation of the unitary system kind of warfare that's used in Dragon Gate comes from that. In a way, the kind of style and the intensity of those matches, you know, Crazy Max, um, M2K, uh, Alien Connection, Do Fixer, when they kind of clashed in three man groups in the four way, it was kind of magic. Um, uh, BB Hulk and Shingo Takagi, you know, they've had, you know, a relationship that mirrors uh, Yoshino and Doi in a way, you know, betrayal, friendship. Um, now, if we go to you know, fast forward now. Um, ben K and Sean Sean Skywalker. That that's you know that was based on Sean Skywalker being unhappy with where he was after Ben K got his his success. He went to Mexico and he came back, you know, new with a kind of a very um, submission kind of. Alical offense, and he came back. He won the dream gate, and then he defeated his old friend Ben at final gate. And you know, that that's a uh, you know that story can be built on in the future. Yeah, it Quite looks so like it, it, looks, 
It looks like they're kind of going away from that right now, and Masquerade and Red are, are, is like yeah. the the major thing there. And uh, when when Skywalker came back, he he dethroned Ita, right? Yeah, he dethroned Ita at um, Kobe World, and I, I was about to say Shinai because that. And it usually is, but I think it was the end of November or something, or early November. Well, yeah, he came back. He won the Dream Gate in his first match back. Um, he didn't fly around as much. He kind of was locking up Iga in these weird kind of maneuvers. He was methodical. He was really kind of made new from his excursion um and then a few weeks later he um recruited menora jason lee dragon Daya, and then they formed masquerade with la Estrella on the 18th of december and uh oh no, really and um, uh masquerade. jason lee uh, if you're from, if you watch the cruiserweight classic in WWE, oh, yeah. he was a yeah. very very young boy, and if you look at him from then till now, it's a complete transformation. I actually saw him in zero one for the cruiserweight classic, as he was. He's not the guy I see now. He's yeah. like he's an incredible seller. Yeah, he he is like unfortunately he makes him kind of the fall guy a lot in masquerade. Um, you know he eats a lot of the pins they take. Um, I guess they really want to push last year. Yeah, uh, he, he's still undefeated. He, yeah, I, he, I think they're looking at Estrella as. Uh, the heir to Dragon Kid. Well, the heir to Dragon Kid is Dragon Daya. <laughs> yeah, you know? but now, but I mean, like similar in size and move sets and yeah. such. Yeah, um, last Ray reminds me more of Sugi. I don't know if you've seen him. He wrestles in Zero One. No, um, I'm not too familiar with Zero One. I want to be, but there's, uh, a, there's he's so much wrestled in, He, I, I think he was tra trained as part of the Tori Bon X class. Doogie was, so he's kind of part of the Dragon system in a way. And he he's like a freelancing junior heavyweight high flyer kind of guy. Um, he has wrestled in Dragon Gate as El Blazer. But, um, yeah, he, the way he can walk along the ropes and stuff, the way he moves his body in the air, it's 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 what we see now with La Estrella. I, I think La Estrella is a bit faster in his uh, execution. But, yeah, he looks like the second coming of Sunni to me. Um, yeah. I, I'll probably find some Sugi videos and you can see. Um, for yourself. Well, yeah, again. man, send them over. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Dragon Kid, Dragon Daya, I believe. 
So that's kind of why, in my mind, he's the hair to Dragon Kid. Like, Dragon Kid is the hair to Altano. You know, Altano, yeah. Dragon Gate, Dragon Kid is his name, and Dragon Kid trained Dragon Daya. Well, you you know like more than me, time. man. <laughs> That's why you're here. Uh, um, so, like, speaking of, like, uh, Yamato, like, what are some of his notable feuds? Like, his big feud. Oh, well, he's in the big feud right now, now with Kai. Um, if you've... Um, what, last year there was a, a generational war. Toriyaman Generation, Dragon Gate Generation, and which basically which, which was basically kicked off with Ultima Dragon coming back, right? What happened was, uh, Dragon was back. They were doing like Toriyaman specials, you no know, getting guys back that haven't been seen in years or whatever. And at the end, last Cork and Hall show of that year. Um, BB Hulk had turned on Yamato and betrayed Vanguard and um, either prior to that or or during that show, but Yamato had a promo where he said nostalgia is nice and all, but this is Dragon Gate, not Toriyaman. And that basically kicked off the, the generation more. Um, so like guys that were trained in Dragon Gate forms, Dragon Gate generation, and guys that were trained in Toriumon by Ultimo became Toriumon generation. And then Red were, you know, the antagonists of that whole kind of thing. Um, so so who was on who was Team Toriumon and who was Team Dragon Gate? Um Team Toriumon were um was basically everyone active but the company at the time that was trained by Ultimate Dragon. So, Dragon was active. Naruki Doi, Masato Yoshino, Ayusaito, Genki Horiguchi, Susumu Yokozuka, um, Super Shiza, uh, Brother Yashi, uh, Yasushi Kanda, Kanachiro Arai. Um, Stalker was even there. Sachioko, uh, I can't say his name. boy, he was in and out. Uh, he came back as Sachioko machine. Um, Shuji Kondo came back. You know, everyone that was basically trained by Ultimate Dragon and Tori Toriyaman system was Team Toriyaman. Uh, and then after 2004, Dragon Gate had their own dojo, and the guys that were trained there started with Dragon Gate Generation. So, Yamato, um, KZ, NK, um, Gotham Nora, Jason Lee, even though he he felt felt he owed Dragon Gate something. Um, it was Suke Santa Maria, uh, Punch Kamenega, uh, Mondairu, um, I'm drawing blanks, that's, uh, yeah, it's alright, it's you know, alright, um, but, uh, and Kai and Keisuke Okuda, even though they were freelancers and trained elsewhere, they joined 
dragging their generation and you know the feuds between the three factions went on um start of 2020 and then we missed that or alive because of the pandemic and which is the usual cage match and then that that cage match happened at dangerous gate in september and um I turned on Yamato and Dragon Gate Generation and joined Red and then he began feuding with Yamato since then and they're now meeting in Dead or Alive in one in the cage match um, they're actually teaming together what is this in cage match? okay um, the Dead or Alive cage match um, is uh, is a wager kind of match where it's usually uh, like hair versus mask, but um, other kind of wagers have been used. Um, for example, you can use to kick somebody out of your unit. Um, you can choose to leave your unit. One did that at the the previous one. Um, I, last year's one, they had loads of um, specific ramifications. Yeah. Like, yeah, wasn't there like four or five specif specifications in that? Um, they all had individual ones. Um, I, I don't recall them all, all off the top of my head, but Big Arshimazu had the, the worst the kind of luck. He had to if he lost, he had to leave Red, go back to his old gimmick, Ryutsu Shimazu as the kind of police board kind of guy, and shave his head. Yeah. And Those yeah. are his, and then he lost. So he was kicked though. R.E.D. shaved him. And, you know. and for those who don't know who Big R Shizumu is, uh, he was in red. He was with Ben K as uh, Big uh, Ben, Big Ben, and they were a very formidable tag team in the tag team division. Um, Dragon Gate saw more in Ben K, and right now Shizumu is under the mask and is Bokumo, Bokumoto Dragon. Um, Bokumoto Dragon. Yeah. Uh, so, like, the cage match has all these different um, uh, ramifications, right? And, and a lot of the landscape could be changed in this match. Yeah. Uh, the, first, the first cage match happened in Toriumon. Uh, in, I, I have the dates written because I knew this was important. Um... The 30th of September 2001, and it was a five way hair versus mask match with Shima, Darkness Dragon, Dragon Kids, Motozuki, and Magnum Tokyo. Um, those were kind of the five guys in Toriyaman, and it was you know, Shima's hair, Darkness Dragon's mask, Kids' mask, Motozuki's hair, and Tokyo's, I presume, hair because. Mask isn't really that effective, moving on. Uh, yeah. 
So that's the origins of the cage match. Um, then it, it didn't kind of appear again until 2008 at Dead or Alive, and then it disappeared again for a while. And it came back in 2014. And then it's been consistent since then. Um, but Lucha's, Lucha de Apustas has been uh, a constant kind of thing in Dragon Gate history. Um, I remember the first, one of the first Toriyaman matches I saw was Ryo Saito and Dan Fuji's bicycle versus bicycle match. Or, <laughs> uh, Dan Fuji stole Saito's bicycle and uh, Saito onto Saito onto the back. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was one of the first Toriyaman matches I, I saw. That's some DDT stuff <laughs> right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but uh, right now, there's like two Lucha's matches on the cards. Um, one at Dead or Alive, one at Cave of Passion, Corgan Hall. Um, a Diamante from R.E.D. is challenging Bach Team with Dragon in a mask, mask match. Um, I expect Bach and Timo to lose and become uh, another parody because, you know, he's not, you know, a masked luchador or anything. He doesn't have a legacy to protect uh, and it's a way of his character. Right. Um, well, yeah, that's happening at the next Cork and Hall. The other interesting, another interesting thing that they do is called Doy Darts. And I... I do not understand what this is. Doi Dart started when Naruki Doi was, I think he was he was leading Blood Warriors, a heel faction, heel unit, and uh, himself, Naoki Tanazaki and KZ had a dartboard, and they would choose tag team partners or stipulations from throwing darts at the dartboard. Um, um, in around 2012, it became an annual kind of tradition at the, the first Corking Hall in December where they'd get kids up after the final match and they would throw darts at a wheel of names and it would make a 10-man tag team match. Oh, that's so, like, you could have, But that would, that, the, the darts would select the teams and that main event that would be the main event of the final court of the year which is usually like a fortnight after Joy Darts uh, takes place that's really cool so the, the, it's a two yeah it's it can really like elevate somebody because it, it can take somebody who's not in the main event picture put them in the main event and it's a way of the, the the guys in charge and seeing what you can do on that kind of level. Yeah, but even outside like, of that, it's, it's getting the crowd involved. It's getting children involved. That's that's a good idea, you know. Yeah. Um, over generation used to do the Gong Kids. Uh, it's where they uh, asked them to put up their hands and they talked to them. Ryo Saito did it for a while as well. Um, before the pandemic, I think Gorimon kept it on for a while, and then 
the generation of the, the promotion and then they they bring the first bell of the car of the show. That was just a good way of, you know, making kids permanent fans, I guess. Right. Um, so they're, they're, they're always been kind of interactive with the audience in a way, from my perspective. So uh, Japan is known for being very tournament-based. Um, from my knowledge, there's only one tournament that has been uh, continued uh, throughout Dragon Gate's uh, existence, and that's the King of Gate tournament. And yeah. that's similar to, like, a round robin, correct? Well, it used to be single elimination until like 2015, 2016, and then it became block. Right, and the, and then, the winner uh, receives what? Uh, a shot at Dream Gate. At Kobe World? It, it used to be preceding the final, but now it's Kobe World. Um, uh, Aitas was at Memorial Day, I think, because of COVID. Um, but generally, since like 2015, 2016, I think it's been over. It could be earlier. But yeah, it used to be, you know, it changes, it can change. Uh, Yoshino's, um, oh, no. Yeah, it, it's it's really kind of a contain. It's not you know set in stone, in my opinion. But traditionally, the last few years it has been Kobe World. Like, I don't think that made sense. Uh, well, it it made sense, but Dragon Gate didn't make it make sense. <laughs> right, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> What happened last year was the pandemic. So yeah, that and made if, it harder. Um, and that's and kind so of thrown my mind down okay. a little. Yeah, um, so speaking of the pandemic, we've been living in that for ever now, it feels like. Yeah. And, uh, but last February, February 1st, 2020, actually. Uh, Dragon Gate announced that they wanted to, and uh, they had confirmed a working relationship with American or Western promotion, uh, Major League Wrestling, yeah. with like talent exchanges and all that. But then the whole world shut down, and we haven't really seen anything from that yet. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> so like what, it's, um, it's... what do you think when do you think and who do you think we could see traded between the two oh to be honest I don't watch a lot of MLW so I can't say for sure but the people I would like to see come over would be Hammerstone Absolutely. Hammerstone rules, man. Uh, um, 
Like the the only problem with Hammerstone is who would he work the most with? Because uh, a lot of the the Dragon Gate guys will be a lot smaller than him. Yeah. So uh, uh, I, I, find against... that, I find that a lot of good matches for big guys are with smaller guys. Uh, yeah. His match against. One of the strong hearts was pretty damn good, and uh, his match against Goshiyazaki I think was pretty win. damn good. Yes, is. Um, so, uh, but if you're talking about size matchups, I think Ben K would I, probably be the best. Though. Yeah, yeah, Ben K would probably be the guy. Yeah, I think he could have a, a great match with Susumu Yokozuka as well. Um, he's deceptively big. No, but he's still done. Uh, Leo Rush is the middleweight champion and the AAA cruiserweight champion. So, see, I want yeah. I, I want Leo Rush versus everybody available. <laughs> um, I I remember Leo Rush from CZW, but I I've not seen yeah. anything of him since he left. Um, Tell you what, man, let's get. Uh, Let's get some faction warfare going with Contra Unit and R.E.D. Whoa. That'd be crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. Although I'm not so sure how much Jacob Fatu wants to wants to travel to Japan or anywhere really. <laughs> yeah. he's not he's not too much of a. Traveler. Is he? Uh, yeah. I feel that. Yeah, <laughs> me too. So, uh, one of the problems the last few years of the Dragon Gate and some Japanese companies is they, they can't be quite isolationist. And, no. it, it's good to see them be open to working with uh, foreign promotions again. Yeah, right, uh, yeah. I um, agree. Because, you know, like, I. We set out to do armbar audio. Our main goal uh, was to shine lights on not so much mainstream wrestling. We cover mainstream wrestling too, but I wanted to present other options for people. You know, so yes. uh, if you get. Japanese and Mexican and UK uh, um, talent and and promotions working together with American promotions that only makes me happy because it's doing the same thing that I am personally trying to do. Yeah, the, as you said er, earlier, the problem is you know either some people aren't willing to travel, not like in the case of Fatu. Or it's the, the it's the cost aspect of flying talent back and forth. I believe that was one of the, the kind of issues with Dragon Gate USA is the inability to get talent from Dragon Gate in Japan over to the US. Um, if you look at some of the later kind of Dragon Gate USA cards, it's 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 pretty heavy on heavy on the American indie kind of side, and not so much the Japanese Dragon Gate. Yeah, uh, there so was Dragon Gate UK too, but 
I don't know too much about it. And it started with the same kind of reasoning as Dragon Gate USA is uh, expanding the promotions network internationally. Um, but again, it's the same problem of, you know, getting Dragon Gate stars to these locations outside of Japan. That's, you know, an issue, you know. Um, hopefully in the future we can see, you know, the MLW partnership um, to fruition, like, because pretty much as soon as they announced it, the world shut down. Like, right. I think it was the 1st of February, a yeah. month later, a month later, like, Ireland was closed, like, on the 7th of March. Yep. You know? Same. Um, I think Eita and Big Arshimazu were, like, booked for uh, MLW, actually, or some someone from R.E.D. Mm was booked for MLW for April or May and you know so like they did have you know a desire to send talent over just you know so not winding down uh, who would you say uh, for listeners and viewers of this show to keep your eye on uh, what upcoming shows they should check out, and uh, <clears throat> what's your personal favorite Dragon Gate match? Well, but go, I'll, I'll go start with, at order, yeah. What was the first one? Uh, who's some Dragon Gate talent that people should keep a close eye on? Well, I'm going to go with my boy Ata, last year's King of Gates. Um, I love Shin Skywalker. I was just going to say. In fact, I love more or less all of R.E.D. right now. Um, I, R.E.D. I and Masquerade, like, I need their t-shirts, but you can only get them from Dragon Gate's website, and they don't have my size, and I'm so upset. <laughs> well, hopefully they, they start, you know, taking notice and get a a, a western uh they used to have western delivery options yeah they used to have a pwt pro wrestling tees i i looked i into think it. the problem with that is somebody involved with the either the usa or the uk branch owned that and they can't update it because they don't have the rights anymore right or right. something like that that's what i understood when i uh, last inquired is that Owned by it's operated by somebody else that was involved with US or UK. That's that's why the Jimmies and the Millennials brands are still out there. It's as it can't be updated. I think you can still buy Millennial stuff, Jimmy stuff, if you want. Right. No, you won't get Masquerade or RED up in there right now. Um, but yeah, R.E.D. and Masquerade, that's the money for me right now. That's the, the feud they should build on. I'm also, um, I, I would also like, say, uh, um, High End just just started, and I think that's, that's yeah. going to be something to watch too. The thing with High End is, um, Who's going to be the guy to take the team right now? Who's going to, you know, 
they're the type of faction that should be pushed. But, like, they have something good going. So, like, I'm kind of curious as to where they get um, put after the feud they have with R.E.D. at the moment. You know, two of them are feuding with two members of R.E.D. The rest are, of R.E.D. are kind of feuding with Masquerade and, you know, everybody else in a way. Right, right. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens to High End after that are alive. Because that's when they sh should start chasing titles and stuff. And, you know, I'd, you'll get a kind of perspective of where they're kind of positioned going forward, you know? Before we get into the next question, I forgot to do this. Uh, the current factions are R.E.D., which is basically the heel faction... Uh, yeah. But they also have the coolness factor. They're kind of like a mixture of Bullet Club and L.I.J., in my opinion, if you're most familiar with New Japan. Um, that's comprised of Aita, Kaito Ishida, S.B. Kento, Hip Hop Kakuda, uh, Diamante, uh, who else? Kazuma Sakamoto. Sakamoto. Kazuma. Uh, Kazuma Sakamoto, BB Hulk, Diamante, Kyo, uh, Dia Inferno. Dia Inferno, that's the one I was looking for. Uh, did you say Kaito Ishida? Yeah, but I didn't say yeah. Kai. But yeah, those are the guys okay, in there. Yeah. We got um, Masquerade, which is Shun Skywalker, Leah Strea, Dragon Dia, who's out with an injury. Uh, yeah, Shoulder, I believe. Minoru. Menorah and... Lakota Menorah and... Um, Jason, Jason Lee. Lee. Um, we have the Triangle Gate champions who are Natural Vibes. Leader KZ. KZ. Enki uh, Horaguchi. Uh, Susumu Yokozuka. UT and Takeo Kamai. Right. Uh, Kamai has actually just announced his comeback for the 22nd of April. And uh, he's apparently going to change his ring name and have his kind of natural vibes ring gear revealed um, in Kobe. Um, I think he has a shoulder problem as well or an elbow problem. Um, but the, not as severe as Dragon Dia, but yeah. And then, and then uh, the new faction, High End, which is Yamato, Dragon Kid, Kiyosuke Akuda, and Ben K. Ben K. Uh, and those are the factions right now, correct? Oh, yeah, Team Baku as well. Uh, yeah. Um, Baku Team with Dragon, Ryo Saito, and Punch Tamanega. Uh, Naruki Doi left them via Twitter. Um, he basically did the, the breaking up with your partner via text message thing on them. <laughs> what a prick. Um, <laughs> it, it was cold. Um I suspect he'll join high end. You know, um, I don't know. But, uh, I, I would I like. Would... I would like if when the rookie doy uh, comes back, he starts a heel stable, because uh, it seems like Red is the only heel faction there. That's why they're so spread out, fighting high end and masquerade. I, I mean, I don't know the history of Dragon Gate factions. Is there only one heel stable at a There's time? There's generally only one heel stable. There was uh, two in Toriumon. Well, it's normally one. 
and caress their faces and um the unit system allows their faces to have rivalries based on logging to different units. So um it just adds a different dynamic to those kind of face versus face matches. Um yeah, you know you're fighting for your unit, whereas R D are just, you know, kind of selfishly fighting for R D, but they'll do it by any means. <clears throat> Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, a face versus face will be a bit more friendly, but they're still fighting for their unit. Right. Okay, um, so then the next question was, what are some upcoming shows in 2021 that people should watch out for? Oh, when is this planning to go out? Uh, um, this will be uploaded uh, Saturday. What's Saturday? I'll, I'll check my... Because there is a big event this weekend. Um, Saturday is the 27th. It's either 27th or 28th. Let me double check. But um, this weekend is Memorial Gate. Uh, and it's main evented by Shun uh, Skywalker challenging... Um, I don't know. Kazuma Sakamoto challenging Sean uh, Skywalker for the Dream Gate. Um, nice. Um, and after that, we go to Corican Hall on the 9th of April. And at that, we'll have Mako um, Team with Dragon versus Diamante in a mask versus mask match. Uh, following that, we have Dead or Alive, The Big Cage. Uh, I just checked the date. Memorial Gate is the 27th this weekend uh, on Saturday. Um, uh, so that will be on the network. And that will be available for a week after, I believe. So, you know, check that out when you listen to this. Uh, after Corrigan Hall, we have Better Alive on the 5th of May. And this is the kind of annual cage match. And this year, it's a tag team match. Uh, it's Again, it goes back to Lucha. Incredible pairings. Uh, where enemies get paired together. And they have to work together to escape the cage. To escape the to not suffer the stipulation. Oh, wow. Uh, so, Yamato has been feuding with Kai ever since Kai turned his back on Dragon Gate Generation. Um, and they're one side. And um, SP Kento has been a torn in Dragon Kid side since Final Gate 2020. Where, um, where they literally up. killed him. They almost killed him. <laughs> well, I think Dragon Kid is more concerned about the fact that SBK has been going after his mask since then. Um, again, going back to the same thing, it's, you know, don't attack mask. Um, but SBK and Dragon Kid versus Yamato and Kai. Well, you have two enemies trying to work together to, um, 
avoid suffering the massacre there. Um, the losers will have to meet straight afterwards in a singles match. And the loser of that singles match will either lose their hair or their mask. So Yamato and Kai are probably going to win. Um, I wouldn't say so. Um, I, I, I think Yamato is losing his hair or Kai is losing their hair. Hmm. Um, but uh, they have proven me wrong before. Um, but their hair has been miraculously growing since September. So, <laughs> no, um, but, yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting one because you know they have to work together, and I, uh, you know, I just feel like SPK and Dragon Kids have. Even though it's only since December, their rivalry is, you know, has built up as Yamato and Kai. Kai and Yamato go back since pretty much since Kai joined Dragon Gate. Um, So, you know, their history is longer, so I think it's them going to the end. And uh, the last thing we'll end on here. what is your favorite Dragon Gate match? I I I, I can give you a favorite your favorite recent ones. I can give you a favorite show actually. Um, one of the Kobe Worlds. <clears throat> I think it was two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Was pretty much Blood Warriors, Massive Heal Unit versus um, Junkie Tree, who are kind of like a, a unit based up, combined with three of the face units. And uh, that was the whole rivalry, just Blood Warriors versus Junkie Tree. I think, you know, that Kobe world is one of the best ones. Um, R.E.D. versus Toriyaman from last year's final gate. That was... If if you're watching recent Dragon Gate, that is probably the match you should start with for me. Mm -hmm. Um, As the drama and the story of, you know, the the unitary battles um, and the cost of losing a unit, the solution match in Dragon Gate. Um... Uh, and going back, Darkness, Dragon versus Dragon Kid, you know that's that's you know my all-time uh, Dragon System match. The, nice, the for me. Um, Very cool. The five-way cage match I mentioned earlier—that's another great one from that era. Again, I'll, I'll give you that list. Um, yeah, we'll put it in the description of the video. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, it's hard to pull stuff out of my head. That's especially, for me, like, when I start watching a new promotion, I don't really remember matches as much as I remember specific people. Like, I can give you people to watch, but, like, matches to watch, I'd be like, uh, just... Look up a list of Sean Skywalker matches. Watch those. Like that's what that's what I would say. 
Uh, the thing for me is, uh, I, I like, there's stuff that was that like Cork and Hall stuff are, mm-hmm. are probably no longer on the network. Um, no, They're, you know, so it's hard to say what is there, but if you look for unit dissolution matches, they're another kind of big match type for me in Dragon Gate. Um, if you look for those kind of matches, those are the those are the bomb. They are, you know, some of the best matches you'll ever see. I think um, it's a, it's you know, Jimmy's versus Mad Blanky, the cracking unit dissolution match. Um, that's you know that after. Red versus Toriumon from last year. That's probably my favorite unit. Unit dissolution match. Red, uh, Jimmy's versus Mad Blanky. Um, Jimmy's versus Berserk as well. Another cracking one. Uh, that will make a lot of people sad because Jimmy's lost that one. Um, well, for me, the unit dissolution match comes first, and then it's like the wagers. Um, you know, you know, and I know we could do like a whole series based off unit history and Dragon Gate and the importance of unit. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah, why you know, it changes I'm all saying. the time. And you know, like uh, I've followed Shingo a lot. He's been he's been in and leader of many. Um. Uh. So yeah, Luke. It was Actually, great. Masahu Yoshino versus Naroki Doi rivalry. Watch anything you can see from that. Nice. Um, So, uh, with that, Luke, if there's anything you want to plug, the floor is yours. Um, Echo at Open the Fan Gay Hunt Twitter. That's where I post everything about the Dragon System. Uh, I only started the website a while ago. I've been running the Twitter for a while. I post upcoming events, match cards, the bits of information, you know, um, storylines. You know, it, it, I post all on there, and it goes on the website as well now. I post other bits of information from the Dragon System, from uh, El Dorado, Dragon Door, Secret Base. Um, Torimon, I cover all really on that kind of Twitter. Like what we did today, it's you know only a section of what is great about Dragon Day. There's so much more to learn, right. but we will leave that for another day. Um, you also, also have something else, right? I, I also, uh, I guess, call it the editor of WrestleGay. Gate 72 I think is the app. Uh, I'll double check that there. Yeah, it's not Burrowgate. Um, I'll, you know, give that details to you as well. Um, pretty much. At me, if you want anything Dragon Gate, at me on the Sand Gates. If you want anything other else in Japanese Pro S, at me at other. Um, I, I, you know, watch a lot of it. I know, uh, um, well, zero one freedoms. No, just at me. I 
do my best. <laughs> Thank you so much, Luke, for making time out of your day to join us to talk about the great promotion that is Dragon Gate. Um, next week, we are coming with at you with the best of March. Yep. The top ten, and you're not going to want to miss it because it's one number one match and nine number two matches. And with that, wherever you are in the world, whether it's morning, noon, or night, you have a great one, and peace and love to all of you. Bang! Bang!